Hello and welcome. We are here, myself and Mark. We've got a few questions in front of us, so I hope you're sitting comfortably or doing whatever it is you're doing with your podcasts and uh, we will uh, hopefully give you some uh, entertaining and some uh, educational stuff. Now, we've got questions today on lower back pain. We've got a question about a shift worker. We've got a question about a lady's mum who is having recurring shingles and we have something of someone who's suffering from acne so that's what we're going through today uh, mark howdy doody how are you i'm good good any, any anything new from you or is it all much going tickety bit yeah it's all ticking over well the blog is really you know picking up nicely there there's plenty of uh, people subscribing i'm fully booked with the business side of life so that's kind of nice for five minutes just to be able to focus on on the people i've got not having any new people coming in so yeah it's all good mate the sun is shining outside and and uh, it's it's kind of coming up school holidays so we've got a bit more time off with the kids so yeah life is pretty good you know what uh what about you pal any uh i know you like to go on holidays once a month what when's the next trip Funny you to say that. Ha-ha. Week Friday, I'm off to Florida to play golf. Oh, good for you, mate. Good for you. Yeah. Who's um, are you staying in somebody's place or? No, no, we booked. Uh, we're on course in a place called Naples, Florida. It looks uh, looks like a beautiful place, and we've got some lovely golf courses to play. So I'm really looking forward to that. My swing is total pants at the moment, so uh, I've got a bit of work to do on that. Oh, I'm sure uh, you'll enjoy it, no matter what. It's. Uh, when the sun is shining, the courses are nice and, and dry and hard. It just, it, it helps, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Cool. Okie dokie, here we go. Oh, here's one now. This is a common, uh, popular one. you probably get a lot of this. Not yourself, with your, 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 your victims coming in. Hi, Rich and Mark. I have lower back pain. It's stiff in the mornings. Boom, boom. And a bit niggly. But worse when deadlifting and the day after any advice peter um you want to start mark i'm happy it's up to you yeah i mean this is probably one for you but i mean i i mean i do a bit of deadlifting and i think the biggest thing about deadlifting is fall if you don't do the correct fall if you have a rounded back you're gonna you're gonna struggle you're gonna do some damage i'm sure you see that a lot yeah uh, the um first low back pain i mean it's, it's probably about i don't know a tenth of our workload is low back pain it happens. You just have to. I mean, I suffer from low back pain. I just do an awful lot of stretches, um, yoga moves. I mean, I mean, a little, little secret. I mean, if anyone's listening in Glenneath, they will uh, realize that they won't realize, but they may come in and catch me between each patient. If I get a chance, I, I do a little uh, yoga move or, or two just to try and help my low back. I mean, that's how I deal with my low back pain. But um, you're, you're, you're the fitness coach. You tell them about how to deal with deadlift and low back pain. Yeah. Um, general lower back pain, very common. I know Peter is an architect and he, he you know, he, like most people these days, he's, he's desk bound. And that certainly is, I'd say, the main contributing factor. It just shows up when you deadlift, but it is caused from the, the, the daytime stuff in the office. But... First of all, stop deadlifting, right? Easy. Um, 
I would agree with Mark 100%. Technically, if you don't get it right, deadlift, or even if you get one or two reps not right, and you were going moderate to heavy, you can niggle all the, the tendons and, and that lower back area there. So I'd, I'd certainly leave the deadlift out, get it to settle down so it's not niggly, and so it gets... Stiff is okay. Uh, if people's backs are stiff and tight, I can do something with that. But if they're niggly and they're, they're a bit catchy and a bit twingy, if you know what I mean, then we can't really do much with that, uh, really, until it settles down. So anti-inflammatories, whatever way you want to do that, gel, medication, or ice. Obviously, you have to see your doctor for that sort of stuff. Um, eating a, a, a decent diet so that you're not uh, compounding the problem uh, if it uh, does drag on to the long term. Uh, and then get in to see a physio straight away. Uh, I, you know, I, I send all my clients straight away, get in physio. I've got some couple of great physios working uh, with me and I'm really lucky. So they go and see the physio. Physio will give them the exercises, stuff which I, I do a little bit of already with them usually as prehab. But get the physio in, give them some exercise in, uh, some exercises and stretching, like you said, Mark, for all lower back problems, two things it is, stretching and strengthening. And I'd say stretching is probably more important than the strengthening for a lot of people. Uh, it's just uh, trying yeah. to elongate the vertebrae in the lower back there and, and just trying to stretch things out. I mean, I, I, I think the, I can't remember what it's called, it's uh, the camel and the dog or whatever it's called, the one where you... Um, Get your all fours and you, you arch your back and then you go yes. down. It's, that's that's a fantastic one for lower back. I mean, anything that stretches out the hip flexors is also good as well for the desk jockeys like myself. Mm. Yeah, I um, sit cross-legged myself, like you know, like people sit when they're sitting on the floor. Yeah, and I kind of put my chest forward then and try and get my elbows on the floor, and I've personally found that one to be to be very good. But you'll. And I was saying this to someone earlier on today, you'll feel it when it's right because it'll feel nice and relieving and it'll feel... So find the stretch for you and there's uh, lots of, of, of options out there. So stretching, uh, some strengthening for Peter and uh, get a, a little appointment with the physio so he will clear you in on strengthening your, your glutes and your hamstrings and, and things uh, like that. All right. And obviously the physio may pick something up. It may be something you know, a massive imbalance, which we can fix. So um, it's always good to get an extra pair of eyes on these things. I mean, uh, I've, got, I've got a slant board. That helps because that stretches out my calves. I find that helps my posture enormously. Oh, so underneath the desk? No, no, a slant board. It's, it's, a, it's like a, a, a thing you stand on, which actually stretches out your um, Achilles tendon. It makes such a difference to oh, my back. So yeah. I, I stand up more erect then. Yeah, I've seen them with the physios, uh, yeah. Um. Good. What lower back stuff you have? It all sorts, Mark. People come in and they just slip yeah, well, discs and all sorts. I yeah, I probably might have. Is people come in and they want a tablet? Of course they do. Yeah, so rather than do anything with me themselves. I mean, luckily in our area we've got uh, a physio direct. We can actually send them down that day, and they can see a physio that day to be assessed. So that's a very good service. So. I tend to use that an awful lot. What? I mean, I'm not an expert in no. no backs apart from my own. I mean, I, I sit down to the physio. Historically, what would you have said if you would have had to tell him something? What? 
If, what do you mean? Sorry. Well, if someone came in with a lower back and you know they they you didn't have the physio there to send them. Well, I, I, if they if they haven't got transport or they can't get to the physio, I, I actually get on the floor and do the and show them the exercises that I do. Good man. Well, I know, I know, and they enjoy that. I mean, they've seen the doctor getting on the floor doing weird stretches. They they think it's quite funny, but they I think they learn something from that. And I, I give them some some leaflets about stretches to do. And I mean, I tell them not to rest. I mean, the most important thing is that a lot of these people think, "Oh, I've got to rest to put on the back." No, they've got to keep moving. Good man. That's what I was probably uh, digging out there, Mark. So thank you. We've got it just at the end there. Perfect. Sure. Um, so keep moving, guys. If you do have any lower back stuff, uh, don't kind of sit around and all and. Uh, it, uh, it it will um, you know it will ease it a bit. Okay, we have next question. Oh right, okay, from Lucy. My husband currently works. Oh, question for the show. My current uh, current my husband currently works permanent day shifts. He has lost substantial amount of weight and has maintained this loss for nearly three years. He trains three times a week, sticks to a healthy diet, and enjoys a few treats on the weekend. Uh, sticks to a healthy diet during the week and enjoys a few treats on the weekend. It is a very strong possibility that soon he will have to change his shifts to a three-shift pattern, which will be mornings, afternoons, and nights. It's a very harsh pattern. At one point, he will have to double back from mornings to nights with less than six hours uh, between shifts, and that's with travelling time. We are worried about how this will affect his weight and his diet, uh, his health and mental well-being. What advice can you give him to help him deal with working shifts and staying healthy and happy? Thanks, Lucy. We have covered something on shifts before, but this is slightly different, Mark. Yeah, I mean, the, the key thing, I mean, it's, it's going to have an impact, simple as that. I mean, having, having your biorhythm completely messed up like by shift plan is going to have an impact. The only way to minimise it, as I said before, is to try and keep your eating pattern and biorhythm as close to uh, one point as you can. So you, you try and have your eating at the same time every day, whether you whether it's night, morning or whatever. You, you try and keep your simple living in the same pattern all the time. So you sleep when you can at the right times. You eat when you can at the right times. You exercise when you can at the right time rather than around your shifts. I mean... It, 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 we have this a lot with patients who say, when do I take my tablets when I'm on a shift pad? But I, I just say to them, take them as if you were, weren't working on shifts. And that seems to work best. I mean, what, what do you think about this? Yeah, as you say, it's, you know, it's all about the same, but you, you can expect a slight deterioration in your health. That's, that's been proven. Research has shown that shift workers and night workers especially you know, die younger and sooner. It is a massive, massive stress on the body. That's what they, I think. Anyway, that's why they bleed and pay extra money. So, the the thing I would say really is is to make sure he's not drinking, uh, no booze, and he's not having any coffee and, and things like that for starters, just in case I can mess up his, his sleep. There is another tool which I'm just learning about. It's, I, I knew about it, but it's new tools to measure it. But heart rate variability, Mark? Yeah, no, I know about that. Yeah. Now, this heart rate variability, okay, you can get an iPhone app and a thing that goes on your ear. A couple of my clients have them, and I'm thinking about getting a set of bands to actually measure my clients so that I know when is a good day to train them and when is not a good day to train them. If they're in the red zone, I can send them into the massage room. If they're in the green room, I can send them into the torture room type thing. 
So it, the heart rate variability measures the difference between your heart rate, uh, or it measures your variability of your heart rate when it's at rest. So the amount it varies uh, can be um, signify different things, and it's good to measure the quality and the percentage of sleep. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I would mention is hydration. Keep well hydrated the whole yes. time. Yeah, good, good. There we go. So try that. Um, make sure you're getting plenty of sunlight and vitamin D as per usual re recommendations, Mark. And yeah, that's that's uh, that's it, mate. It's, it's, it's tough. I mean, I it's a bitch, yeah. It is I did tough. direct the shift work when I was uh, you know, a junior doctor. And it does. It, I mean, even though I was only in my early 20s, it just kicked the stuffing out of me. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's definitely tough um, messing with uh, that. So yeah, get as much rest as you can, you know. Don't burn the candle at both ends. So that's where I went wrong, isn't it? Well, pff, yeah, that's uh, you doctors are crazy, uh, mofos. You're always partying and and working sixteen-hour shifts, and then you know, not anymore. not anymore, pal. No, no, cool. Um, Swansea Med School now, isn't it? It's taking it to another level. Well, I, yeah, I teach those students. They're, they're, Do they're, you? <laughs> they're, they're, they're graduate students, and they're uh, they are a really good bunch. Oh, good. There we yeah, are. Yeah. Lucky I didn't start running them down. Then you're like the lecturer. Yeah. There we are. Cool. Oh, good bleeding students. Right. Um, we have a question now. Off another one off Lorraine. Last one for this um, little block here. Hi, I've got a question for your doc, if appropriate. My mum, who is 83 this year, has suffered from recurring shingles. Blisters come out on her lower back and her bottom at least once every six weeks. Any suggestions for diet, treatment? Thank you. Kiss, kiss. Lorraine. Where did you say the uh, blisters come out? On her bottom. On her, oh, on her back. Yeah. Um... It's unusual to have recurrent shingles every six weeks. I'm just thinking about where the um, it always follows the nerve. You see shingles, right? And I'm just thinking. I'm just going to look it up actually. Where the, 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 the there's something called a dermatome, which is the actual. Yes, I know dermatomes. Yeah, I'm just thinking if it's a lower back and a bottom. Yeah. It depends on what part of their bottom. If it's on the outer aspect of a bottom yeah. and the lower back, that could be a single dermatome. If it's in the middle of a bottom and a lower back, it ain't shingles. Right. right. That's the first thing, all right? Okay. If it's on the outer aspect and the so outer aspect of a um, bottom, so you know, sort of in the, coming up towards the thigh and the lower back, yeah, that could be shingles. But if it's in the sort of middle of a, of a, of a glute, uh, and a lower back. Well, it can't be shingles because it's not the same dermatome. You can Google dermatome yeah, um, yeah, dia diagram and right. you can see the different lines the mark's Absolutely. talking about. And if, they're not, uh, there. if they're not on the same nerve, it isn't shingles, all right? So that's the first thing. Okay? Right, okay. Now, if she has got shingles and she is getting recurrent shingles, there is there is a vaccine for it now. Oh. Now, it's supposed to only be given, I mean, it's because there's a lack of vaccine, but it's only supposed to be given to age 70 and 79. But if she's getting it every, every six weeks and she's uh, suffering with it, then she could, she could go to a doctor and say, look, I'm getting it every six weeks. I'm pretty sure the doctor will give her the, the vaccine. Now, it it's only reduces the, the relative risk by 50%, but if you're getting it every six weeks, that will be well worth doing. But I'm, I'm a bit unsure whether that actually, every six weeks seems, seems too often. Mm. Yeah. I mean, she'd have to be immunocompromised. In other words, she, her immunity would have to be poor. Now, if she is getting it every six weeks, 
and and despite the vaccine, she's still getting shingles. I would look at her her uh, immunity, and, and certainly you can improve your immunity by eating well, eating decent food, mm. uh, getting some exercise, etc. So I would look at her immunity as well. I mean, have you got anything to add to that? Yeah, I I'm a big fan of vitamin C. Um, yeah, I, that, yeah. I, I like even going back a step to the last question with Lucy. I would say you know high dose vitamin C, um, because when you're stressed and stuff, and especially like with this older lady now, if you took a vitamin C with proline and lysine, or like what I have is what's called a collagen formula, it's going to help some of the blisters and things at least heal a bit faster, um, in theory. And, um, yeah, that's what I do. I crank up a load of vitamin C, fish oils and stuff, because she's asking about suggestions for diet and stuff. What would you say for nutritional input for shingles, Mark? Uh, like autoimmune-type diet, yeah, is it? Yeah, autoimmune-type protocol. Right, I mean, okay. Basically, okay. I would, I would, you, know, you, you want to take your vitamin D, you want to take your fish oil, mm. you want to t- maybe take some zinc if you're, if, you're, if you're struggling, maybe some magnesium. Yeah. But I would definitely go with, you know, the autoimmune protocol basically is no, no dairy, no... Uh, bread, no legumes, but I would go with something like that. But I'm still a bit unsure about every six weeks it being shingles. Yeah. I have to say. Well, it's good that you 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 kind of raised that because then this is why the people send these questions in. Yeah, so they can... I, I would I would go and I would look up. I would tell her to look next time she gets attacked. Look up the dermatome chart, and if it fits dermatome chart, yeah, she's got shingles. Then stick with the old autoimmune protocol. Take some supplements. Keep stress free as you can. Mm. Get some sunlight, get some walking, you know, just just get her immunity up, basically. Mm, yeah, and like high dose vitamin C yeah, uh, so is is uh, is like you know four grams uh, to six grams a day to start on two and build yourself up because it can give you like a laxative effect if you take too much. So to split the dose, um, morning, noon, and night if you can. Uh, so there we go. People always email me afterwards. They say, oh, how much you said to take? You didn't say how much. Um, okay, last question for today. Hi, guys. My name is Jeff. I'm 24 years old and I've suffered with acne since I was 16. It hasn't gone away. I've tried all the usual treatments. Any advice? Uh, yeah, mate, that's all you. That is, I, 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 yeah, okay, I, know, okay. I know it's hormonal and I know clean up the diet. I know the basics, but... Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's funny you should say that. Everyone says it's hormonal, but it's not necessarily hormonal. I mean, right, yeah, yeah the, the, the bottom line is, if you if, if you go to someone like the Katavans, who are a, a population in, you know, uh, out in the middle of nowhere, or you go to um, the original Eskimos, before Western civilization, they never had acne. There's, there's documents that they had 300 people of age sort of 13 to 18, all 300, not one of them, the Catavans, had acne because they, they live on basically sweet potato, bit of white rice, and fish, um, shellfish, and you know, all sort of yes. decent food. If you go to America and take 300 13 to 20 year olds, you know, 70% of them are going to have uh, acne, yes. aren't they? Yes. I mean, and if you go to a dermatologist and say, Is, it, is my acne caused by my diet? They go, Well, I don't know. I mean, you say, well, what caused acne? Oh, it's overproduction. It's your hormones, or it's overproduction of uh, creasy skin, or whatever. Yeah. But they won't give you an answer of why you get acne. And the bottom line is, it's a Western diet gives you acne. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely. I mean, if you if you if you had a hunter gatherer diet, you wouldn't have acne. And I'm not saying you can cure someone who's scarred acne and get rid of their scars. You can't. But if you 
I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic uh, e-book you can get online. It's, it costs about, I think it costs about $18. So it's um, The Dietary Cure of Acne by Lauren Cadet, who's the um, who's sort of father of paleo, basically. How would you spell but, that, mate, so we can put it in the show notes? Yeah, it's, it's, I can actually give you the title now. If I give you the title now, you can, you can stick it in the show notes. Hold on a second. I've got it up in front of me, in fact. Thanks. Uh, it is... The Dietary Cure for Acne by Lauren Corday. You can get it off the internet. If you've got acne, have a read. It is fabulous, fabulous stuff. Corday, Corday, right, okay. Corday, C-O-R-D-A-I-N. It okay. um, Basically, it, it gives you all the reasons why you should change your diet. If you want to get rid of acne, you go strict paleo. You have no dairy, no legumes, no grains. So take those three things out, plus all sugar. So, in other words, you know, all processed foods. So, if you eat meat, fish, eggs, um, vegetables, fruit, uh, I'd cut down the nuts because they're full of um, uh, omega-6 because they're pro-inflammatory. But basically, those foods, if you eat those for 30 days and your acne doesn't get better, then I'll be very surprised. The other thing you should do is be careful about um, eating uh, vegetable oils, etc., things like that. Um, margarines, etc., because they're full of omega six. You want to cut those right down because I, I basically the Western diet is full of omega six and very little omega three. So, I mean, I'd supplement with some omega uh, high some dose fish oil. Yeah, high dose fish oils. I would supplement with zinc because it, because milk and dairy products they tend to lower your zinc and that causes inflammation. So get rid of the dairy. Supplement mm. with a bit of zinc. Supplement with a bit of vitamin D. Read Lauren Cadane's book ebook because it is really really good mm-hmm. and it, i mean it, it could change i mean it, I, I feel so sorry for 16 17 year olds who are just coming into sort of um, their sort of not sexuality but they're coming into their sort of adult life and if you've got a face that's covered that it does have a psychological impact so yeah. i would recommend anyone to read that book and i would recommend them to try a no grain no uh, dairy no sort of western food diet basically Pretty and that will make a huge difference I've done it lots of times in patients in surgery and it does make a big difference oh mate that's wonderful wonderful help uh, thank you so there's um, as you say a lot of psychological stuff goes on with anything on the face or the body which so, which, which changes the way the way you look um, so great wonderful okay so we, we've had a good session there now uh, we will catch up with everybody on the next episode I just wanted to ask you a question, Mark. Might as well do it on air. Sure. I need testing myself for allergies, and my nephew needs testing for allergies. What, what food allergies, you mean? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure, mate, what the allergy is, too. And that's a good point you raised there. Now. So the test is for food allergies. I think, basically, I mean, it's... If you're trying environmental testing, there are so many things in the environment. Mm. I mean, I was the, the thing that you get uh, mainly is food allergies. I mean, yeah, if you've got eczema or you work in a in a factory with oils, yeah, you can you can test for environmental factors with those oils. But right. most right. people, it's what they put in their mouth right. because so, that's that has the closest contact to you. Okay. So I would I would start with food allergies, and we I certainly as in Revolution Health, we do food allergy testing. So how we do it? It's a comprehensive package, both um, IgE, which is the sort of nut allergy type testing, which is the anaphylactic um, testing, plus also the IgG testing, which is the uh, sort of long acting 
which you don't really realise that you're allergic to that food, but it's causing an effect. It could cause any. I mean, even that chap who had Crohn's, he could, you know, from a couple of episodes ago, he could have an allergy to a food, especially a gluten allergy, which could cause him to have his, his inflame his Crohn's. So, yes. it, I think I think testing for food allergies is great because you may not know that you are, you do not get on with certain types of food. You may not have get on with dairy. You may not get on with gluten you may not get on with asparagus i mean you just don't know yeah so it's worth testing i mean it's i mean i don't know how much it costs them it's, it's less than 100 pounds right yeah it's, put it's, me it's put me testing. down for two put me down for two for one for me and one for my nephew uh, yeah, it's not buy one get one free you know no no <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll have a chat with you off air for my uh staff discount and stuff uh, <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, yeah but definitely put me down on a serious yeah, note I mean, put I, me I'm down for two sort you out and uh, we'll, we'll do it. i mean it's a good thing it's worth talking about on the podcast as well yeah, if you have, yeah, your, you yeah. have your testing done we can have a chat about what happened Great. I have had inquiries as well. People are wondering if we're going to ever do another health trial, so I'll ask you about that. But I'll, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're just about to complete the first one, so we'll, you know, we could certainly, we could certainly, we didn't get a huge number of numbers, so we could certainly do a few more numbers. So. There we go. There we go. Yeah, um, uh, we're always up for another health trial. The only, the only problem is it's, it's a pain in the neck for me to have to uh, come and do the bloods. I mean, it's uh, that's the only diff- only problem. I mean, it's, yes. it's getting people and me with with my schedule and their schedules together. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, we will. Uh, we yeah, will it all worked out fine. Out. It all worked out fine last time. So as yeah, you say, that's sure. uh, good. And uh, the people on it are having some fantastic results. That's for sure. With what they're doing. That, well, I, that I can that I can see, you know. So yeah, back. let's let's hope that it reflects. I'm sure it will. Let's hope it reflects in their blood, you know. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Then let me just look. I'm looking at my notes here now. Yeah, that's it. Great. I'm happy there. We've done some good, useful stuff. There, being sure. pr- productive members of society, Mark, for once. <laughs> All right, cool guys. Thanks for listening as usual, and. Uh, If you've got any questions, you know what to do. Thank you. Bye from me. And bye from me.